0: Personal relationships the facts of a sick person's world change dramatically the slow slide down carries us and we lose control still we go on we double the effort for what is the option too often we remain silent we are a hidden population invisible except to ourselves and those who love us when i wrote blindsided I felt alienated and isolated. I now know I am not alone. Many travel the same road, and common ground lies beneath our feet. We have so much at stake and so much to say, but it can take years of battle with our own demons to recognize the power of what we have to offer one another. Nobody will speak for us with the authority we bring to our own stories. Where so many among us find the resolve and the inner strength to rise up and keep going is a mystery to me. That we do serves as pure inspiration. This book profiles five strong people on the front lines of illness. Each fights a different war. All are ready to share. Sometimes they hobble, even stumble, but they are extraordinary for their resolve. They will finish on their own steam according to their own terms, they and their families, speak from the heart, and tell their stories with pride. This gang of five is not timid or shy or self-conscious about their physical flaws. They are unapologetic about their body's weaknesses. They try so hard, struggling to travel well on one of life's toughest journeys. Hemingway had it right. If the world is not the enemy, neither is it our friend. In the end, no matter who surrounds us, we travel alone. Our friends and loved ones are there, providing an infrastructure of love and support, but courage must be drawn from within. Let the world see us as we see ourselves, and have the faith to permit us do it our way. I HAVE BEEN IN THESE PEOPLES' FACES FOR YEARS, BRAZEN ENOUGH TO ASK THE QUESTIONS OTHERS WOULD BE TOO POLITE TO TOUCH. THAT WAS ALLOWED, AND SO FAR WE ARE STILL TALKING. I ADMIRE EACH OF THESE PEOPLE, AND AM PROUD TO CALL THEM MY FRIENDS. CHAPTER I THE MEETING MAGICALLY THE FACES FROM MY BOOK SHOWED THEMSELVES AS THE APPOINTED HOUR PASSED. The clocks with their muted chimes tinkled softly, almost mysteriously from various positions around the old place. Characters were stepping out of the manuscript, a work in progress, to finish the job. The invited guests who were meeting for the first time seemed serious but not at all somber. All were on their best behavior, a bit nervous and looking hard into one another's eyes, they seemed to be searching for something only they could identify. I had embarked on a journey to see chronic illness through lenses other than my own. I had searched hard for and found a cast of five. For two years I crisscrossed the country, passing through airports and down highways, listening, probing, and forming a new community with these amazing people. Slowly we began to share our troubled lives our recipes for coping. At hospitals and in homes, on living room couches and at dining room tables, these extraordinary people began to reveal themselves. I heard their stories of sickness and listened hard as they described how their lives were changing. My journey began on the California coast, northwest of Los Angeles. At the base of the Santa Monica Mountains, I met up with Denise. ALS, a hideous neurodegenerative disease, has redefined life for this woman. No doctor is going to save her. Denise fights to move forward. By choice, she stands alone. Why do I need people? she demands. Far to the east, a graying middle-aged man explained that Jesus is going to cure him of a terminal illness, and yes, he is at peace. Buzz's smile lit the already bright outdoors as we crossed the town square at noon. He is a man of faith, a point of view that I strive to understand. Buzz is struggling with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and deep into the fight of his life. Lymphoma used to be an automatic killer.